3: Million dollars.
2: talking about millions of dollars. What would you do if you had a million dollars? I'll tell you what I'd do, man. Two chicks at the same time, man. We're
1: living in a material world and I am a material girl.
2: Or boy. Well, what about you now? What would you do?
4: Besides two chicks at the same time? Oh, yeah. Nothing.
2: Nothing, huh? I would relax. I would sit on my ass all day. I would do nothing. Well, you don't need a million dollars to do nothing, man. Take a look at my cousin. He's broke. Don't do If shit. I had a million dollars. <laughs> if I had a
0: million dollars. <laughs> Hello and back Saxon Jacks. I'm Tom Allen, Andrew on the board. S&P futures are down this morning. We are down 13 when NASDAQ futures down 80 just after a nice update yesterday. Dow futures are up. Microsoft's up here. In print. Their uh, revenues were good. Everything was good. So they're up. Alphabet is down, however. We have Mr. Kevin.
5: Good morning. You certainly do.
0: What's up, man? How are you?
5: Oh, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I was um, I didn't quite make it to see the Diamondbacks win last night, but uh, it, it's, it's funny. I was talking to my brother on the phone. I said, "Tim, I, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up because I'm gonna I'm gonna fall asleep pretty soon." But it's the last thing I remember is having that conversation with him.
0: Yeah, I didn't make it to the end either. But uh, actually, you know what? I did. I woke up just in the last inning. So there we there you go. I did. I guess I did make it to the end.
5: Uh, sort
0: of, yeah. <laughs> you know the commercials. I had the. Uh, I was watching it. <clears throat> Audrey had an open house on Sunday, so I was watching at her place. Usually, I even the bears. I hit the. I hit the pause. And if I'm if I'm hanging with you or Andrew or somebody, you know, we're sitting on a, we're holding down a couple of stools someplace. I have no problem watching these games, but if you actually have to sit there through the commercials, baseball has gotten somewhat better. Although, I don't think these playoff games are as fast as the the regular season games are they? It doesn't seem like it. Are the rules the same?
5: Uh, the rules are the same. I don't, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I uh, haven't paid much uh, much attention because there aren't very many that I've been able to just sit and watch all the way through. Uh, it wouldn't be hard to go back and, and look at the box scores because they have the time of the game and we could see. I, uh, I have a feeling that the... You, uh, you know during the regular season they took almost a half an hour out of every game, which was great. Oh, it's terrific. And, I, I, just, I wonder if there's... You know what was happening during that half an hour? Nothing. People were fidgeting.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, did you? <laughs> I hate to make these uh, sexist comments. Um, only because the guy interviewed.
5: Yeah. Which which is going to be followed by?
0: Well, I mean, it's only because the guy interviewed a couple of uh, young ladies at, after a Wrigley Field game, and they, I mean, he must have. You know, he's the one who did it, not me. Instead of asking everybody, he asked. Two young ladies, if they liked the half hour shorter game, and they said, absolutely not. We're here to drink beer all afternoon, and now we're out of here a half hour early. So it's all a question of what you're going to do, I guess. If you're going to get sun in the bleachers, you're pissed off. It's a, you got to get booted out a half hour earlier. So I was never that kind of guy. I just wanted to see the game and get out of there. But it, you know, I'm, I'm sure if they'd interviewed me, they'd have got a different answer. But the guy went out of his way to interview good-looking girls. Imagine that, huh?
5: Uh, hard to believe. Yeah, hard, hard to believe. believe Nobody uh, would do such a thing.
0: Un- unreal. Yeah, the... Uh, so what do you make of I uh, um, I don't know. A lot of topics. I, I definitely wanted to hit you up on this New York Times article a little bit. I don't get really a chance to ch- check it out, but I'm really stunned at the uh, imagination that they're using on some of these... Uh, uh, the... Uh, you know, and, and... Well, let me let me say what the article was. Of course, getting into the New York Times on the... Uh, David F, F- A H R E N T, Farenthold, and Billy Wirtz. Uh, not to be confused with Bill Wirtz, the owner of the uh, Hawks. The dead
5: owner of the Hawks. dead owner of yeah, the, the Hawks, okay.
0: And uh, evidently, they're, they're trying to push some of these things as, as being tax deductible. And I'm, I'm stunned. I uh, When I say these things, it, these are all the different ways that. that
5: all right, first of all. We're talking about name, image, and likeness, or, right, for, for college athletes. Well, okay.
0: as uh, you know, as, as I was sort of trying to mention yesterday. The, to me, there's there's a there's there's a there's a, there's a big split here in, in what's going on and where. Matter of fact, I can identify, and maybe you can identify uh, more. One is, I I think you never know what's the, going on in the Supreme Court um, mind. The one, one side is that the, the school used to control in their, in their imagination, but did your name, image, and likeness the whole four years you were there, or five. In other words, if you were Dr. J's late brother, you couldn't get a job in the summer modeling you know, flannel shirts for Kohl's or something like that. Not, not with yeah, your.
5: And, and, and from the O'Bannon suit uh, that started all of this years ago, um, they even acted like they owned the name, image, and likeness in perpetuity. As and a, and to a, sell it to somebody else. It to college sports.
0: But in other words, the, 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 what Kevin's referring to is on one of the... I'm going to show my age here. One of the video games, the guy on there, he was... uh let well, me show my age here. He was like the Chip Hilton, the blonde-haired, blue-eyed guy from, like, Iowa State or someplace. And the guy looked at it and said, like, that's me.
5: Well, no, it was actually... It was Ed O'Bannon, uh, who uh, wasn't a white guy. He's, uh, uh, but uh, he, he was... Um, he and his brother Charlie were stars on UCLA's national championship game. So, uh, O'Bannon was watching his uh, nephew uh, play, uh, you know, play whatever I think it was EA Sports video game, and they could choose whatever team they wanted. So, he says, Oh, pull up the UCLA national championship team. He pulls them up, and not only is there a player that looks like him, it doesn't have his name on it, but it has his, you know, his likeness. His stats and all of that, and it, it just pops into his head immediately. They don't have the right to do that, Um, you know, th- not unless they pay me. Um So that that's what started this ball rolling. It became a class action suit eventually, Um and uh, and and sort of a landmark ruling. It still didn't completely free up the players to earn while they were in school, but it's it's what started this whole movement.
0: Kevin, okay, who's the guy? I'm ta- who's the guy I'm talking about that was in one of the. Uh it wasn't a Madden game, but it was like a Madden game. and It was some blind quarterback from, was it, was it Oklahoma or someplace or Missouri that you knew it was him.
5: Mm, don't know.
0: That that was that. You're right. That was not Bannon, but there was was another one who followed right with it. Maybe maybe it ended up getting tossed into the class. I don't know, but that was the one that I read. was 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 the, well, the guy's like, "That's me. What are you doing?" Anyway, so then, oh, then we got the, the the two young ladies from. uh, whatever Georgia school and the volleyball team that evidently are very attractive and uh they wanted to get a, do modeling while they were in school. And I don't think any of these people wanted to wear like the Georgia hat on when they were modeling or anything. They no, just, they
5: just wanted to they, they were just, you know, had, had a certain amount of personal fame because of athletics and they wanted to cash in on it.
0: Well and I you I don't know what the story is. I I guess in the old days, say for instance Austin Carr or Adrian Dantley if, if you if you were driving down, uh, you know, the toll road in Indiana, Notre Dame could have thrown up a picture of Adrian Dantley and say, "Come in, from, you know, 40 years ago, up there and say, come, come, come some, come see uh, Notre Dame basketball.'" And I, and I don't think he would have anything to say about it.
5: Well, some schools were actually selling like jerseys with the athletes' names on them. Yeah, name and number. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of that. now that was that was technically illegal, but. Uh, so they claimed, no, we're not allowed to do that, and then people just started uh, immediately showing where online you could go buy these things on the school's websites, and it was like, oops.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, that, that that to me is is step one, okay, and I, and I think that's what, again, putting your mind in the, these judges' minds, uh, to me that would have been step one, okay, that was, the, that was the thing that they allegedly freed up. Well, now you've locked into this, okay, now we got to pay everybody, and we're going to have people other than the school pay people. So you launch into the... Everybody's trying to get donors to give them millions of dollars so they can they can essentially spread the word to the... If you're playing offensive line at, you know, whatever, Sidewash State, you're going to make a hundred grand, even if you're not a star. And, and then, you know, whatever we right. change... And they'll,
5: they'll have you do some kind of a, appearance or social media ad or whatever.
0: Well, maybe. Uh,
5: so that they'll actually get something for it, but it, it is not... Indicative of what that person's economic value is as a spokesperson.
0: Well, no, that, that's way beyond it. That, that's that's, that's kind of what I thought too, Kevin. But now it appears in this mm-hmm. Times article, there's people that are trying to make this tax deductible. So I, I thought it would go the other way. Tax like, deductible
5: but, for the athletes or tax? No, deductible? for the for
0: the donors. So I thought I thought it would go the other way, and that's what my buddy uh, Mark. Let's well, use his last name, Michigan guy. They're after him, and that's that's an LLC. So in an LLC, I thought like, if you and I pointed up you know, a million bucks apiece for, for Notre Dame guys, uh, somehow or another, if we went, if we sent the, the offensive line to, say, the auto show or something or whatever and got paid for that, we weren't going to give the players the full amount because we have to make you know take care of the expenses and stuff of the LLC because you're not going to hit the donor up. Even if you and I are dumb enough to give them a million dollars one year, we're not going to do it every year especially if it's not tax-deductible, right? So th- th- there would have to be a profit center there. Now, the danger there is, danger or the unique part of it, is now the, the, the kid is an employee of a firm, yet that firm is not the firm that's telling him when to be at practice and to do 50 push-ups. So he's getting paid by somebody who really isn't the employer. The employer is the school. They're the ones that, that are giving him tuition and telling him when he's going to be or he or she, when he's got to be there with practice and all the other crap, right? All right? So that's that's plan B. But now what they're doing is they're telling people, according to this, and sometimes the same group is splitting it off. They have a tax arm and a non-tax arm. They're saying, give me a million bucks, and we'll have Andrew, say, go to some hospital and talk to kids for an hour and pay him a $1,000 an hour. Now, So now that's a and, – and those guys, the IRS, you know, why is the IRS – what happened? I mean, I'm firing shots already this morning, and I shouldn't be. Why is the IRS so slow to go after rich people, and, and so fast to go after everybody else? The IRS seems to be totally dead on this one. That these guys are actually getting these what 403 or 503Cs, or whatever they are, as, as being tax, as being charitable organizations. We're essentially you're, you're, so you got the the left tackle showing up at Northwestern for an hour. Uh, God knows what he's saying to people. Maybe maybe the kid might actually be doing a good job. Who knows? But. You're paying them six hundred to a thousand dollars an hour, and that's how. And now it becomes tax deductible because this is a charitable deal. So I,
5: I could probably build a, a construct there that makes that. Um, I, I don't want to go with legitimate, but uh, <laughs> because that's not not necessarily the intent here. But I could probably come up with a construct that you can legitimately have a five hundred one c three that is there, for instance, just to support children's hospitals and. Uh, and, and then employees of that 501c3 are paid, and their income is taxable, just like every other 501c3 right. in the in the world. But if this exists for the sole purpose of providing this, um, uh, you know, public service uh, uh, as part of what they do, you could probably make a uh, make a case that it is there. We'd have to get a tax attorney on here to. Really well, but
0: but now now you're, if if you and I show up. And say, we'll go talk to kids at the hospital, and oh, by the way, we're better at it. We actually give a crap that these kids don't, and uh, and uh, we'll do it for one hundred dollars an hour. And they say we don't want you. Now, what kind of a sham is that?
5: Well, they don't want you because you are not famous, Tom.
0: Well, they don't want you because you are not playing. Even though
5: music. you have this incredible podcast. I yeah, don't
0: well, I mean, I mean, they don't. don't I am not famous because I am not playing center at Notre Dame or someplace. So, so now I enter. This, so now this is all happening. This is like round two. Round three, and this is the part that I somehow or another is the simplest part, Kevin, that I I totally, seemingly misread, is that the people we've known for a long time, we, we and the listeners, that all these schools now are getting totally sponsored by some uh, apparel company or whatever. I mean, Notre Dame used to get champion jerseys or something. It was was a, a great deal for both sides, but nothing like this. They got... I think they outfitted the teams, right, in return for only having Champion stuff in the bookstore. Wasn't that when we were there? Wasn't that the deal? And
5: that's that's not new. No, no, that's not new at all. It's not new. In fact, Notre Dame was an Adidas school for a lot of years, and now for a lot of years they've been a uh, um, Under Armour, Under Armour school. But I'm
0: saying, but now the now the uh, the money has changed. I don't think Champion. In addition, I think that was the deal. We give you the stuff for the athletics, and and you sell our stuff in the bookstore.
5: Well, it, you, what you do is they have an exclusive um, uh, exclusive right to produce uh, the um, uh, the apparel with the uh, with the Notre Dame logo on it. Right. And, and and they still have that, and they've had it for a long time. It's you know the the question is what the dollars are that are involved. Well, there's a
0: bunch of different companies now that have them. If you go to bookstore, but but my point being, I yeah, don't not think really. not really. <laughs> I don't I don't think. Uh, I don't think Champion wrote, you know, a fifty million dollar check to the school or
5: whatever, though. They they did write a check to the school. It wasn't fifty million. But well, now, now, not not only do they write them for fifty million, but then they outfit the players in all kinds of casual wear and shoes, and I mean, you name it. It's it's more than just their what they wear on the field. Um, again, which is
0: not considered income, which ought to be.
5: Uh, you would think so. Yes.
0: Okay, so it, so now the part of the part that I missed here and should have been the simplest part, is uh, one of my buddies, you met him, uh, Kendall, he, one of his friend's uh, son has now got one of these things in high school. He's got to deal with somebody. I don't know if it's Nike or whoever. So the kids, and what's happening is, is if Notre Dame doesn't have a quarterback, and this is my suspicion, and they see everybody in the portal, they go to somebody and say, you look like you need a sponsor, Reed Hartman. So he now gets sponsored by Under Armour, and guess where he goes, Notre Dame. But So it, it's really, they have, obviously have a vested interest. I mean, Nike Oregon, right? They have vested interest in, in kids going to school there.
5: Yeah, I suspect it happens a little differently. I suspect that he enters his name uh, into that portal database, and now when teams start recruiting him, they say, okay, come talk to us, talk about what your prospects are at Notre Dame, and by the way, we'll sit you down with our Under Armour people, and they'll tell you what they can do for you too.
0: Well, this kid in high school—it's—it's
5: it's, it's not, it, it, you know, it, it's not exactly the way you laid it out, but it is more or less the same thing. And he—and you he might go to, um, oh, I don't know, somebody who's a Nike school, and they'll have that same conversation with him.
0: Well, I, the kid in high school—I don't know that.
5: In, in other words, which comes first, the choice of the school, uh, or, or the uh, choice of the um, uh, of the NIL deal? Uh, I, I think they kind of happen simultaneously. Well, I, 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 uh, I don't necessarily know that Sam Hartman, Hartman was locked into Under Armour and then then was only going to go to one of a subset of colleges uh, that, that had Under Armour. I think he was open to anything and it was just a matter of where I land is what deal I'm going to sign.
0: Um, well, the kids in high school, I'm not so sure about that. I have a feeling that this... Friend of Kendall's son is, if it's Nike, is not going to go to Notre Dame. Just saying. Well, yeah,
5: if you sign up in high school, yeah, you're probably, uh, you know, you're, you're probably there. Now, when, um, uh, uh, when the um, uh, when some of this started, the state of Florida actually uh, had a law which doesn't exist, you know, which has expired since then and and is not no longer enforced but originally had a law that said all of these deals cannot outlast the player's um, college eligibility. So, you know, we can apply this to high school as well, but they can outlast the player's college eligibility because uh, the defensive tackle on the Bears, and I forget his name now, who played at Florida, he's a rookie now, um, His when he signed his deal, this law was in effect, and the way the deal reads is that they are entitled to a percentage of his pro football income, virtually in perpetuity, um, and uh, but the Florida law prohibits it. So this is uh, this is in uh, in court now, uh, battling to see what this guy really owes to whoever his uh, apparel company was, or uh, whoever is you know whatever the deal was. I don't remember the specifics of the deal. The point being that uh, at the time that he signed it Florida law said no it, it cannot outlast his time at the University of Florida
0: well if you just I uh, as somebody who's always you know because I had some really good teachers this I didn't think this stuff up both at Notre Dame and the University of Chicago you, you have a real danger Kevin when you when you if you say just open it up to, to quote competition or follow the money well, when you do that you know and I, I you know I think in business you want to do that as much as you can Yesterday we talked about monopolies a lot, and uh, and how the government is the only one who can really make one last, and, and they do, a, a monopoly or a cartel or whatever it is. I mean, they're they're the reason why there's only three or four baby formula uh, companies left, because in every state where they they decide to give out baby formula, they only pick one person, so you can't really compete. If you're if you want to start out tomorrow, you and I, we'd have, we'd have a problem getting into business, which shouldn't be. But that was yesterday's conversation, but the the problem you have here with this, Kevin, is once you start doing everything all economic, I'm, I'm going to say that uh, y- you know, you know, even though you're supposed to, well, it used to be when you had to sit out a year, the team that you came from could waive that or not. So I'm going to I'm going to say somewhere along the line uh, you here,
5: you could appeal that and the and the. Uh... Uh, the place where you're departing could support it or not support the appeal. Right. It still right. didn't mean it would be granted, but it your your chances were a lot better of having it granted if the uh, if the school you were leaving said, yeah, it's okay with us.
0: Um. because yeah, I know. I just, know just,
5: a, just a clarification.
0: Well, I guess what I'm saying is, if you follow the economics, you're going to end up with schools like, you know, who knows what they're going to do this forever schools like Notre Dame schools like Ohio State schools like may- maybe even Louisville they're going to potentially be they're going to, they're going to be takers in this pool when i say takers everybody you get you're, you might be losing but everybody you pick up is probably better than the person you're losing if you're at that level of the school i might be a little too strong of a statement but but my yeah, all-
5: everybody is too strong because you have your Justin Fields Joe Burrow types who transfer into a school but but yeah uh, on balance, you get guys who, uh, who may not pan out at, at their level of play, so they're going to ratchet down and go to a right. lower-level conference. Yeah,
0: but I think the schools that um, actually go and recruit out of the high schools, because if Notre Dame, we keep using that name, if Notre Dame's going to have 25 players every year, Kevin, that come through the portal from some other place that are juniors and seniors, their high school recruitment effort, unless they just love to spend money, if they're only going to be signing 15 guys a year instead of 20, or or 14 instead of 20, I don't think that effort, the budget for that effort should go down. Of course, it probably won't. But I guess what I'm saying, there's going to be schools that lose their best players every year to these schools, and they're going to find a way to get paid for it. Why wouldn't you? They'll they'll be like the Crestwood baseball team. I'm holding the tryouts. I'm giving a guy some really good coaching for, for four or five weeks and all of a sudden he's a phenom and he gets signed by the Cubs. You're paying me for that. You're, I mean, I don't think it's a lot, but it's something. You're, you're buying my con- contract from here, right?
5: Well, that's exactly what they're doing. They're buying the contract.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's going to end up happening in, in I think, in, in a lot of these other places. I mean, it, it,
5: well, the, the problem is there's no contract for him to buy. There, there's the letter of intent, but that's a, a one-year deal. So if a guy leaves, there's no, you know, there's no construct for doing that at this point.
0: Right, well, I'm saying there, there there might end up being one. Well, my point is, when you when you follow the money, you're going to say who's getting harmed, who's 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 poaching, who's doing what. There's there's going to end up being a deal on that. And, and a part I think that comes out totally totally wrong, Kevin. Is I don't know wrong right or wrong is a different story. I don't I don't know that you're going to end up having somehow or another the girls' softball and the guys' lacrosse team that, 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 that nobody has anybody nobody pays to see. They're going to end up on a, on a back end of this somehow. They're going to have to be because you can't pay those people. They're, they're they not they're not worth it as individuals they are as players. Well, I, they I are.
5: think you, what what you'll see is that um, you know the the uh, major sports, what the revenue generating sports, and that's that's an interesting topic of its own. But the revenue generating sports uh, will be uh, treated. They'll probably be incorporated so that they aren't subject to Title Nine. Um, although pretty much everything a college does is subject to Title Nine. But the, you know they'll have they'll have this uh, whole setup that, uh, is, and then you'll have the all other sports if you want if you want to have them, um, because what what is and isn't a revenue store, sport sort of depends on you know uh, on the school. You can go to you know a Florida State or Texas or even, you know Arkansas, a lot of the SEC schools, frankly, um, and baseball is a revenue sport. Um, Whereas uh, you come up north and it's not, if, if for no other reason that you just don't get enough of the season in decent weather.
0: Well, but you um, have you have a uh, uh, real quick because we got to break it. You have you, you can say um, that somehow the the girls are getting the fencing scholarships because of football. Okay.
1: Oh,
5: they're getting it a hundred percent because of
0: well, football. well, they're, they're sort of. But I'm saying. If 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 you all of a sudden uh, go to an economic model for where people are going to actually pay tuition like they're supposed to pay tuition and just pay for the professors and stuff and get this ridiculous tuition down and and take football out of the mix say that's a professional team like you just did I'm I'm not going to pay more going to you know some walk up school in Chicago because they want to give 15 scholarships to the girls' volleyball team screw that why 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 would I ever pay for somebody else to come to school for free and play volleyball? I don't care about volleyball. Yeah, I mean if if they want to charge for people to show up there and and make a, a little business out of it, that's fine. Why would I ever support anybody to, to go play some sport because they want to play it?
5: Well, oh, and 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 you know because I live in a college town, I sort of see it. They do actually charge. It's just it's not a lot. So it's like ten bucks to go to a volleyball game or a lacrosse game or. A,
0: well, no no way in hell is the the girls, I keep saying girls, the guys lacrosse team is going to make up enough money to fly their asses from UCLA to Rutgers for an away game. Doubt it. Yeah, I doubt and, it.
5: And so that goes back to, you know, what you know what when, what we said about football paying for it. Football pays for it because they need that they, for this I'm you know, extracurricular activity business model. They need all the other activities, uh, uh, extracurricular activities, so they can say, "See, we're just like them.
0: Yeah. We're just
5: like the rowing team and the soccer team and all of those. It's just an extracurricular activity. We don't have to pay these people. We don't have to deal with workmen's comp. We don't have to deal with any, you know, any employment issues. And that really works well for the schools. And that's why they, you know, they've fought to hang on to that model." Um, the problem is, it's just becoming
0: outdated. Well, if, if the guy who's going to the hospital making six hundred bucks an hour, if he if he slips and falls at the hospital, I guess he's covered by workman's comp, right? Now, what if he slips? Uh, and, but, if he's no, fl- no, but
5: certainly, if he's hurt on the football field, he is.
0: Uh, by who? He's not covered by a school.
5: Well, he he's not now, but uh, in professional football, you can be.
0: I know, but I'm saying that under this model we talked about, then we'll go to break. If you're paying some guy to go talk to two kids, and you pay him, you know, three grand for the night. And the next day, you're starting the football. I mean, who whose employee is he? You're the one who says he's no, got to go play. That's a good question.
5: That is, that, 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 look, somebody is going to file a suit, and they're going to sue everybody involved uh, because what they're going to say is, with all these collectives and so on, that I am a de facto employee of the college, that this arm lengths relationship between the collective and the uh, uh, and the school is nonsense it's not true they coordinate with each other and somebody is going to put in that comp claim and that's that's what's going to start the ball rolling here
0: yeah. SP futures down 10 is futures down 66 Actually, a little better when we came in big movers are clearly Microsoft is up 12 bucks it's four percent they came in they did pretty well in the AI Google on the other hand not so much down eight bucks it's almost that's almost six percent. Uh, 131 uh, 90 on, on the Google. So we'll be right
2: back, Stacks and Jacks. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox. The control freaks guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to gauge the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other decision. And Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com. Slash jocks.
0: Hello, this is Tom Howell the Chief. Confused about investing these days? I suspect you are not alone. Investing was never easy, although at times it may have seemed so. this problem is to invest in so-called hard currencies like silver and gold, the idea being that they will retain their relative value in the face of devaluation of paper currencies like the dollar. To be honest, I have never been a gold bug. I have always had faith that having enough dollars and a good investment strategy was good enough. Now I am not so sure. Loan Rockback, stacks, and Jacks, I'm Tom Howe, and we're on the board. SP Futures down 10.75, NASDAQ Futures down 68. Again, the big movers are Microsoft up 12, that's 4%, and Google uh, down 8, that's 6%. Uh, so those are the movers from uh, yesterday's earnings. Um, we have, well, we might as well go around the rest of the world here. There's big no- actually, there's some big news out of China we're talking about with Russia, with, Russia, with Russell. Top uh, Futures are actually up 47, mostly because of the Microsoft. Uh, DAX up 13.1%, almost flat. FTSE up 16.2%. Uh, again, not, not much. And the CAC round up 3, that may call it actually flat. So uh, upside slightly over there. DK up 207.7%. Hang Seng was up 2% last night, but now it's up 93, uh, only 0.5%. Uh, Shanghai up 11.4%. The uh, They were up actually a bunch yesterday, uh, yesterday morning as well. One of the reasons for this is the uh, Chinese government has decided they're going to go out and borrow 130 billion yuan, which I guess is like 60 billion dollars, and spread it around to their uh, uh, various provinces. So this is a big deal to to go out and and, uh, and buy, you know, to borrow. This whole concept of going out and borrowing money as being a, a, a positive thing, I just can't, I mean, I, just, I can't go there. But uh, evidently that's what the world thinks is cool, so... That's what the big announcement out of China was yesterday. They're going to borrow more money from the Treasury. Now, that that brings up the idea, and I'll talk about this more with, with Russell, is this fiscal policy or monetary policy. Now, if they're going to just go out and borrow every single dime, that that is actually fiscal policy, Keynesian fiscal policy. If they print any of the money to buy their own debt back, now it becomes partially monetary policy. And we'll, I guess we'll know... Uh, you know as as we go we also have boeing is up five bucks even though they cut some of the 737 delivery forecast uh, the stock's still up five bucks boeing trading 187.74 they had they had a uh, uh, earnings as well now yesterday a nice rebound on the market that was up 204 s&p up 30 Nasdaq up 121 first really good day in a while bonds this is one of the reasons the bonds came off the five percent uh number today they're 4.86 it's up one one basis point the bond up two basis points, 2.86. Again, they never made it to three. Uh, to Japan, up one basis point, 0.86. Uh, we have oil, is uh, up two cents, 83.76. Brent up 13 cents, 88.20. Natural gas unchanged, 2.96. Our Bob up a penny, 2.27. We have gold, which is down kind of uh, mired in this narrow range here in the high 1900s, down a buck 30, 1984. Silver down 16 cents, 22.95. This can't seem to stay over 23. It runs up there, it looks like it's going to, and then it doesn't. Crypto, which has had another, which had a huge week, is still hanging in there. Th- at uh 252. and it's up 461. We have the U.S. dollar uh, up a little bit. Euro's down uh, 13 ticks to 105.7, and the pound's down 31 to 121.2. A lot of stuff there. Andrew, what do you got for us? Traffic, weather, sports. Weather's lousy. Traffic's bad. I'd turn back if I were you.
6: Yeah, that's about it right there. It is, uh, 6.41 here on Wednesday, October 25th. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, all I got for sports so far was a little bit of hockey. Uh, it was the Blackhawks lost to the Bruins 3-0. Um, that's all I got here. Uh, over to weather, it's currently 62 degrees. We got rainy skies here in Chicago, and that's gonna stick around basically all throughout the day, and possibly into the next day as well. Uh, right now we have, uh, yeah, right now we're at 62 degrees. We're at a high of 65, and that's gonna hit around 4 p.m. And over in Phoenix, they have mostly clear skies, a little bit of clouds, but that's going to break out into sunshine. Right now they are at 64 degrees, and they're going to reach a high of about 84, and that's going to hit around 5 p.m. Now, finally, for Chicago traffic, uh, we have a little bit of delays all around the board here. Uh, A couple accidents, it's on the outbound Kennedy, uh, that's at, uh, west at Damon Avenue. And we have a, uh, accident on the inbound Eisenhower, Excuse me, right off of the Eisenhower. That's uh, Taylor Street at West Ogden Avenue. And then finally, even have an earlier stall on the Bishop Ford. Uh, that is west before uh, the Bishop Ford and I 57 split. And out there, you can expect to lay up to 30 minutes. It's pretty heavy out there. But that is all I got. Back to you, Chief.
0: So are you two gentlemen uh, cutting back to uh, like old Milwaukee or something? Beer giant Heineken post sales hit on Russia exit and higher prices. So you guys have said no to the Green Death and you're going with Old Milwaukee to cut back on costs? Kevin?
5: Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> so, Just saying. But I don't, I don't drink very much, so, you know. It, yes. Yeah, Finding the extra buck a bottle on a beer is no big deal when you're only having one.
0: Um, to get into the same uh, sort of the same subject matter as the Chinese going out and borrowing more money. Adjustable rate mortgage demand hits highest level in a year as interest rates continue to climb. Now, Nancy was on Monday and said they're actually 8% or slightly over. Uh, I'm not so sure I would go at an adjustable uh, here, Kevin. I, everybody thinks that the normal rate's like 3%. No, it's not.
5: Well, the, the, thing, the thing I will say is if you think, if you think mortgage rates are capped, Then you're probably not going to adjust up, but you might adjust down. Um, Whether that's whether they really are at the top or not is another issue. Um, But uh, that might be the uh, the thought process.
0: What did you uh? I'm gonna talk two things. Just in general, before I get to Russell on the full economic side of it, just on the I use the term layman side of it. Um, What do you make of the of the banter we were having yesterday? A lot of the people on Stocks and Jacks, obviously, um, Carl has a a uh, newsletter and stuff, and uh, and he, you know, he's he's more adamant than most on and what exactly what hole our government's driving us into, uh, and this House thing, I, I I don't think I've ever seen this anything that screwed up in my life as this House Speaker thing. Now they they nominated a guy yesterday morning, and by 10:30, the guy was already out.
5: Yeah, I think that you know there, there's more optimism today about the guy that they are going to vote on than there has been about any of the other candidates. So we'll see what happens. Uh, if, you know, I think everybody's starting to figure out that we really need to have a speaker. Um, so uh, so it'll come together. What's yeah, if it is- One of the things is you were asking yesterday whether they still have committee meetings and all that. Yeah, they absolutely do. They still have briefings. They still have all of that. The only, thing, the only thing they really can't do is bring forward a, a, a bill to do anything, you know, to vote on anything.
0: So whatever we're doing in the Middle East, that's still going to get reviewed by the committee that, like, Mike Quigley's on?
5: Oh, all, all, yeah, all, you know, the defense people, the uh, um, the intelligence people, you know, they're all getting their briefings. They're all getting all their information.
0: Okay. Um, so wh- where yeah, is it's
5: not like they have stopped. They just can't pass legislation, which actually was the kind of Congress I can like.
0: Well, well, you're getting yourself kind of in a rat but, hole. But sooner
5: or later, you're going to have to have one.
0: Well, you've got the debt yeah, thing It's if, what, Two weeks.
5: If, if, the, if the mandate is first, do no harm. Well, they can't do that. They can't do very much harm at the moment. Um, anyway, whereas whereas they can do a whole lot of harm when they're in full session.
0: So what would happen if I was out there and I'm on the, the Democratic side and I'm I'm siding with the the people that say we gotta cut the uh spending down, the eight people. Would I be like a a total uh black black outcast. ball? You'd yeah. be
5: an outcast, you'd be primaried so damn fast.
0: Yeah. I uh I don't this this a lot of what is going on in the world right now, I think, has a lot to do with economic stress. And I think we're we're part of the economic stress. We're supposed to be the economic leader, and we're not. We become a, a bunch of debtored knuckleheads, and I don't know why we're doing that to ourselves, but we are. And some people are getting all the dough, and uh, and you know, I guess they're not going to stop. They're paying the people in Congress. We're not, and I just I don't, I and mean, I, I'm not so I'm not right there with Carly our am dragging people out of the office and uh, smacking them up in the street in the streets, but uh, clearly the way we're, we're we're going about it now with. With the ballot box, uh, you know, when you have, uh, you know, I don't think people necessarily, uh, unless you're sort of close to it, and you know, I wouldn't say we're close to it, but we were, we were big fans of Karen Reese, right? It was running for, uh, what's the name, Bobby Rush's spot. And at the last couple of weeks, and I'm not saying she don't, you know, absolutely won anyway, Sam Bankman frieds group gave a million and a half bucks allegedly to Jesse Jackson's kid. And he pulled away in, like, a 15-person race and didn't win by very many votes. Now, I don't know if that million-and-a-half bucks got him any votes, but I suspect I suspect it did. I don't know how many. There's no way to quantify it. But people don't don't think that the money these places throw around makes a difference. It sure as bleep does. I mean, uh, you know, that's why, uh, you know, people talk about uh, term limits and look at these guys that are at the end of the, the, the you know, how much money that... You know, the Pelosi group and this group and that group has gotten from these people over the years and look at they need they need to be thrown out. You know, I, I can't really debate that so much, except for the fact that if if I'm the one giving the money and buying people, it's known as a workaround. I'll just I'll just start paying people like Jackson's kid on his first his first time in. I won't wait till he's here five years and can actually do something, I'll buy everybody right out of the gate. Or I'll buy people when they become a state legislator. When, when, knowing they might run for for this someday or whatever. All you do is move it down the chain Kevin, it's, it's just not right I mean, uh, no, matter, no matter what you do I mean, I'm not saying term limits a horrible idea I'm saying I don't think it's going to do what people think it's going to do i just saying
5: Well, I, I, I do believe that there are a certain number of people in Congress who really hate that they are so beholden to the money um, and that you know, the minute that they get elected, they have to start fundraising for their re-election campaigns. Uh, I, you know, I, I think there is there is an element in there that just, you know, hates that aspect of the job. They may get used to it, they may get good at it, but they don't like it, and might really welcome anything that is going to uh, um, take that out of the equation. Now, you know, I don't know what's you know what's going to happen. I don't even know what's you know what's what's going to work. Um, uh, but it, you know it. It's nothing's going to work unless we have a much more engaged uh, uh, voting public, and we don't.
0: Well, they're not engaged because they don't. They don't. I uh, there's a, I have a piece of paper in here. Since I cleaned up, I'll probably never be able to find it. There's a piece of paper in here that says the the average American, well, at, which we all are, I uh, guess, in terms of well, one man one vote, one woman one vote uh realizes that even though it's a great right, your vote you know is is isn't worth you know a, one one p in lake michigan I mean it, unless you're uh you know in Virginia city and bonanza and and Austin little Joe are running for mayor and it's a tie and Ben Cartwright's in there flipping a coin over who he's going to vote for that's not the way it works i mean so it really almost isn't worth it for anybody to engage in Read all this stuff on a national level. When you end up with two people, you you don't know who the two people are. If you vote for a primary in Illinois, the person's already already picked before you get before they get here. The money make sure that you win in Iowa and then you win in, in New Hampshire or wherever, and then all of a sudden the guy's picked or ladies picked. And so you you're, you're not really part of on a local level, Kevin. You've had pretty good success in your area. At, at changing things. and a couple, I mean, you haven't mentioned that to people for a while. Maybe Friday we'll talk about what you did. But that I think that can happen at a local level. On a national level, I mean, you're, you're a drop of water in a lake. I mean, so what What, what ends up happening, but I, I do think as much as people love the Constitution, by the way, so do I, the Constitution did not anticipate, in my opinion, you can say they did because they were clairvoyant, did not anticipate... People from outside a district pouring that much money into a district. And somehow I think that has to stop. And I don't know how you do it. I mean, well, I. Well,
5: you can certainly do it by constitutional amendment.
0: Well, we're never going to get that. I mean, it's, you talk
5: It's the option we have. Okay, but it's, it's. It's a hell of a lot easier to pull off than uh, uh, throwing out the whole constitution and starting over.
0: Well, one, one thing about amendments, though, is. And this is... uh there, There's certain things that I guess always... When people put together... Let's look at the charter of the city of Chicago. Um, well, the city has a charter, right? Is that what they call it? Uh If the city was down to 100 people, the city council would still never say, we only need 25 aldermen, not 50. Somehow or another... There's decision processes that can't be left to the people there because they're too close to it. You're not going to get the people in Congress to vote. They have to vote first for an amendment, and then the amendment has to go be, what is it, three-fifths of the state or two-thirds? I should know this.
5: I think it's a two-thirds majority. Okay, so
0: there's no way on earth you're going to get the the representative who can't even get their own speaker to come out of there and say we're going to ban uh, money from outside of a district. I mean... how are they going to do that? It's like the Chicago City Council coming together and saying we used to be 3 million people now we're 2 million we should have 48 aldermen instead of 50. That's not going to happen. It can't. I mean, well,
5: then, <laughs> then, then the other alternatives throw up our hands say that's the way it is and uh, you know, you fight fire with fire. You know what? Is, uh, one side is just better at this than the others. When, when it comes to elections, when it comes to Mobilizing, and the, and that's you know that's the Democrats, and they are, and it's it, you know there's there's very much a hats off. Uh, things things like uh, ballot harvesting as an example, which is legal, um, but hadn't been done for a long time. And the Republicans were very reluctant to get into it because they didn't think it was right, and they think they can come up with some kind of legislation that's going to prevent it. You know what? The only way they're ever going to see the legislation is get good at it themselves because then the other side's going to hate it just as much as they do.
0: Well, I mean Republican
5: you know, that's that's about the only way anything's going to change here. Um, so, you know, if, if if you don't like outside money from one side or the other coming into the district, that's okay, fight fire with fire, and then people are going to start saying, okay, this is insanity, we have to do something about it.
0: Well, I, I'm saying I refuse to believe, because people would argue this. Oh, man, these dudes are Constitution. I refuse to believe that somebody in the in the, constitu- in the constitutional Congress actually thought that somebody from uh, New Hampshire could run down to South Carolina and influence a representative uh, election. I don't think it was even possible. How long did it take you to get from one to the other, one to the other place?
5: Well, yeah, but you can still get money there. Uh, uh, I I don't know yeah. if they anticipated it or not. I have to go back and read the papers that uh, you know the underlying uh, information about that. All right, well, let's, trying, let's, which Well, let's. I don't have time to do this week. So no. Let's,
0: why don't we just kind of forget that for a second? What the nuts and bolts of what we were we were talking about yesterday? And this is uh, as I listen to people ad nauseum on TV about how great this is. Man, you know, I was. By the way, what did you? We listened to Joel and I kind of jousting, uh yesterday, yeah. where Joel looks at you know the the major numbers, and I can't say he's wrong, because the definitions have all changed. But he's saying there's, there's we don't have a hint of a recession if you look at. The numbers, and I, I think the numbers, since the amount of money you poured into the place, the num- the numbers are horse bleep. You—you can't—you can't even use them for anything. The oh, what
5: what do I always tell you about numbers? They only lead you to the next question. They are not un- in and of themselves useful.
0: Well, I mean, i the the, the Fed talks about, but I think we're, we're absolutely screwing ourselves by lying to each other over time, and.
5: The other part of this time is is the difference between data and information. We see a lot of data, and data is those numbers. Joel was taught was discussing. It, you know that that's what it is. But when you, you go back to your point about you know how many people actually themselves were in a personal recession, well, that's when you start taking the data and organizing it and stratifying it and saying, okay, who's it? If you know by by each group, what's it look like, etc and that's, that's information, that's different from data. Data is the crap we had thrown at us uh, during the uh, uh, COVID pandemic when everybody was saying, uh, uh, you know, they'd give you the biggest, scariest number they could. We just crossed 500,000 deaths. We just crossed 600,000 deaths. We have our millionth case, you know, all of that kind of stuff, that's data. That doesn't help. What, what was more helpful and we got less of was, how does it affect people in different age groups? How does it affect people by comorb- comorbidities? How does it, you know, those kinds of things? Because lo- just looking at the data, you would it, when when they started serv- doing surveys of people, there were people saying if you get COVID, you have like a twenty percent chance of dying because that was the impression people got out of big scary numbers. When really the number was less than a percent. So you know, it's hell uh, this it, it, it's. You know, I, I think that's you know that's where Joel's argument broke down, is uh, and where you were you were saying something I think was very valuable, and that is that it's not the macro numbers all the time. It is how many people are experiencing their own recessions, their own personal recessions, and right now that's a big number because it the uh, price levels are so high, it's hard for people to make ends meet.
0: Well, this is probably more of a Carl question, but you pay attention, and we got three minutes. Somebody somewhere, I'm starting to get some people, uh, what I was talking about yesterday, if you look at the, the labor numbers, let me, I'll kick them up here real quick. I think we have, what, a million and a half people more employed than be, at in the start of the year, something along those lines, certainly in the fiscal year of the government. And we allegedly have wages going up, which I think we have had some wages going up. Uh, not just minimum wage, we have, we've had a lot of raises in some of the unions, and we've had stuff across the board. Certainly all the politicians have gotten a raise, there's a shot. Uh, Alright, explain to me this Lucy, how the hell, if that's all true, and what Joel's talking about is our unemployment rate is 3.5%, no way in hell can you be in a recession, recession means you got 5% or 6%, how are the receipts of the federal government way less than last year from individual taxpayers?
5: Not a reconcilable number, is it? See that's where data starts leading you to ask questions, but nobody's asking that question in a place where it's going to get answered
0: could the could the answer possibly be uh Carl's always talking about how many of the new hirees are are part time Could there be this massive revolution or shift to from w two employees to ten ninety nine employees and it all of a sudden the government's going to get huge checks between January and April when people send their returns in. Oh, are that,
5: you, you supposed to send that in quarterly, though?
0: Uh, again, I'm not the tax dude, but uh, no. If if I am if I uh, am working this year, okay, and i got to say i got to raise at work, uh, if I pay my first year, if I pay, again, I'm going down a road that I don't know, but if you, if you pay as much in taxes in, as you paid last year, you get like a year off. You know what I'm saying? In other words, if
5: you... No, because I just don't know them.
0: Well, okay, in other words, if, if you, what you... What you could do is you could... Well, this would hurt you. In other words, if you have a job and then you and then you a job on weekends to do programming someplace. But as long as you're paying as much as you did last year, you can send them a check for the programming stuff next year. Now, once it's on your 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 uh, income thing, next year you better start taking more out of your regular paycheck, which you can do to cover the other one. And as long as you stay ahead of the game, theoretically, you can send them somewhat of a check uh, after January first, before April fifteenth. Again, I don't know the numbers, but in other words, it, there's a possibility there There if if your if your next job, your additional job, say, is is a a ten ninety nine job. You can either tell your current employer to take a little more out, or as long as you're paying more than last year, you're essentially free for the year. So if you have to send the government a ten thousand dollar check in April, you're okay with it. Again, that that that's a a half-ass assessment by a half-ass tax
5: accountant. I will have to take your word for it.
0: Um, but the answer is no. If, if that's all you did, I mean your 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 first year, that I don't know, Kevin. Okay? In other words, if you if you never had a job, okay, and because uh, because I do some of this, I do some consulting work for. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of legal stuff and everything. And, and that, you know, you, you have to, if it once you pay and have to send a check in in April, the next year your tax guy will give you the, the quarterly stuff and say, okay, next year you better pay it type of thing. But no, I mean, if everybody just all of a sudden got a part-time job out of the gate, you can expect people to send checks in in April. Okay. Uh, but I don't think that's going to be $400 billion, do you? Maybe. Uh,
5: not, not likely, but uh, I guess we'll see.
0: But I guess that, that's the only explanation that I can come up with that could reconcile those numbers, that people are working and yet they're not paying as much taxes as last year. Yeah,
5: because it do- it otherwise doesn't make any sense. No.
0: Well, maybe we'll let Russell tell us. He's a professor. We're going to have a quick break. We'll be right back with Russell. That's future's down 11. He future's down 7. we got a lot of stuff to talk about on uh, on Friday. Uh, you know, Kevin, I... I as I see this thing in the Middle East, I, I'm I'm appalled. I I give this thing a God a reasonable chance of just of getting bigger and bigger, and I don't want, boy I don't want to see that. The u n a and I think, you know, I am I am so pro-Israel as a people and as a religion. It doesn't mean that every single airstrike and every single time I see a tank running down the street, if I disagree with that, that makes me anti-Semitic. It does not at all. And now we're starting to see some of that. I, I, don't, I mean, we, we were in real danger here, but this thing doesn't well,
5: get... that, That's not what t- people are calling anti Semitic. What people are saying is anti Semitic is the support, the blaming Israel for this, saying that Israel's, uh, you know, that, that the poor, uh, poor Hamas was just fighting back.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, I don't buy that.
5: Uh, yeah. You know, based on on decades of, of oppression. And so they're blaming Israel. You're seeing that. And then the other thing was thing. you're seeing things like that you know, the attack on the hospital. I mean, you talk about Newsmax, let's just talk about NBC, CBS, and so yeah. on, who just took Hamas's word for it and said, Hamas says a hospital was blown up and hundreds of people were died, and within an hour of that they're reporting it when there is no way to know that hundreds of people have died, and when we ultimately learn that it was Hamas's own rocket that did it and that it hit the parking lot and did not kill hundreds of people.
0: Well, it, it, uh,
5: but And, and yet... They're, they're so inclined to believe the worst about Israel that that's what they want to report
0: well but um, we've we've done yeah we got to go to Russell we've done the if, if you're running around with, with planes and doing stuff and, and shooting at people and and you make a mistake I mean Rumsfeld was the best at this right when we were doing some of that you know if a guy across the street got killed he was collateral damage he wasn't supposed to be there I, I didn't agree with Rumsfeld either and he was our guy I mean, the, the the burden of proof always seems to be on the person who has the 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 aircraft flying around shooting at people, right?
5: From the media standpoint, the burden of proof is the reality. The real. Well, without thing. it,
0: without a doubt.
5: Asking questions. Yeah, without that's, a doubt. That's where the that's what I'm talking about. I, I'm stuff.
0: with you. I'm with you. I, I don't see how the hell we're ever gonna. Uh, you know, I kind of miss. Of course, I'm not so sure <laughs> they wouldn't be. I miss Al Jazeera, U.S., although I can't imagine they'd be all well,
5: that. Al Jazeera reported the same thing NBC and CBS did. Yeah, so. well,
0: I'm talking about since the U. I don't, I, don't, I don't read the Middle East part, but the U.S. part I thought used to be pretty good, but they've been going, what, a decade? Anyway, SP Futures down 10, NASDAQ is down 68. Kevin will talk Friday. Maybe we'll bring Mike on. We'll be right back. Uh, Professor Russell Rhodes.
2: three four five six that's seven oh eight three four nine three four five six or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com that's myhomesourcerealty.com stocks
1: jocks, and jocks.
0: stocks and jocks you are out of control right
5: here right now right here right now right now Something happening here What it
0: is Hello, I'm ben Stacks and Jacks, I'm Tom Mound, Andrew on the board, a little Buffalo Springfield We have the professor
1: Here, good morning How are you, buddy? Doing okay?
0: What's a good word?
1: Brewing my coffee, I'm like Pete Brewing a job, we ready to get going on the day
0: We gotta, we gotta turn him up just you? a hair, Andrew He's, uh, We're, we're a little, coming in a little low
1: what, I'm coming uh, a little low.
0: A little low, but okay. there, that's a little better. There you go. Okay. Let's uh, be future.
1: I, I, I st- I'm, I'm standing closer to the phone now. Okay. Well,
0: you're, you're you're doing good. Uh, maybe you can uh, set. Th- <laughs> By the way, your your buddy uh, Jamie Diamond. It says here, Jamie Diamond in in uh, in conference with his buddy Russell Rhodes uh, says that uh, you can't just keep getting predictions from the Fed. Prepare for possibilities and probabilities, not calling one course of action. Ever um, since I've never seen anyone call it. Prepare for possibilities and probability. You're starting to sound like Spock. Isn't that what Spock used to say?
1: What? Uh, Giving us the different probabilities of something working out?
0: He'd say so consider the possibilities I, I, I and probabilities.
1: So he he thinks that's what the Fed's going to start telling us? That's not what he and I talked about the other day.
0: Oh, you what do you guys have... Uh, Little, well, I don't know.
1: You said he was my buddy, so now I'm just gonna. I wouldn't be a bit said, surprised. I think
0: you know a lot of these yeah. dudes. You know, I'm just saying.
1: I haven't. I've met him once, and I don't even. It was so long ago. I. It was at Smith Barney. Really? Yeah, I worked. I worked at Smith Barney when he was like the number two, number three person there.
0: Well, wow, that was a long time ago. He did. So, he,
1: yeah. he came in and talked to us about. Uh, and going, taking companies public, and how they did the distribution of shares and all
0: that. Really, really. well This
1: is this is where he was ever. Everybody kind of knew he was going to end up being a big deal someday, but he hadn't quite gotten there yet.
0: Well, he was a big shot here in Chicago. He had a spot on Astor Street, and his uh, our buddy uh, John went over there. He, when his kids went to one of the schools, was it West? What's the other one? Latin, and what's the other one? High, high end school. Oh God. There's
1: Latin, if you, honey, if you don't go to Latin, what's the other nice school downtown? Parker. Parker. Parker.
0: I don't know which one of or, Chica-
1: or Chicago's lab school, but it, 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 living in that neighborhood, they went to par- either Parker or Latin. Cause we, it, we but those are those place. are big or money. C and I so. lived in the same neighborhood at the same time as well. We well, were a block over.
0: Well, but the, the, if you went to Walter Payton, uh, that's free. The other ones you got to pay up for. Not only that, you got to be part of the yeah. the charity for like three years before they even. Anyway, Jamie Diamond had a you big. Know, this shind- was,
1: I don't think Walter Payton existed back then.
0: Probably not. Probably had to go yeah. to. Uh, 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 what go to,
1: ahead. We're talking about people, stuff that nobody but you, me, and maybe one other person cares about. That's
0: true. That's true. So
1: I'm gonna I'm going am gonna help steer us back.
0: Anyway, he held, he held a big shindig one night for for uh, people who were giving money to one of them at his place in Astor, and our buddy John went and. Uh, gave his dough and his kids end up getting in there or something but anyway it's a little out of my league but uh a bunch of questions i mean how do you middle east how do you even begin to predict what that does to markets uh the thing going on in the in the house uh it can't talk about a worldwide black eye uh no matter what happens um i don't and this the uh the tax receipts being so much cheaper than last year, and we saw that sub flying back and forth among everybody. Nobody seems to be able to explain that, how our deficit the year after COVID is worse than the, than the last year of COVID. Uh, this, none of this stuff looks all that good, Russell, except you know, the interest rates are going one way. With a $33 trillion deficit, we've got interest rates at 5%. It's a lot different than interest rates at one5 even though the one5 was totally contrived. You got the Fed not seeming to know what the hell they're doing right now. Uh, where, where, where do you where do you make a bet here at the market? A lot of people are convinced this is just a blip and we're going back to two percent, and these stocks are going to triple again. I mean, I, we're, we're I tell you what, as, as an invest, as a money money manager, I'm got I'm keeping everything as close to the close to the vest as I can. We got everybody protected, yet we've given a lot of room to the upside. We haven't sold calls against stuff that we normally do because I am sort of suspecting that. It, You know, if peace breaks out, which I'm hoping, a speaker breaks out, which I'm hoping that one of these days we could actually get two or three rallies and I don't want to be in the way. But so far, that's. I wish I had sold calls for the last three weeks or four weeks.
1: Well, I I don't think the market cares too much about the speaker part. I think that's way down the way. It's funny, I'm, I'm, I'm writing the 2024 financial market preview for the Kelly School of Business right now. And I think one of the reasons I'm the one doing it is nobody else wanted to do it because what the heck are you going to say? Well, <laughs> and, I mean, and, and, and what are the odds you're going to be right?
0: Well, well but if you they, know, if, if they,
1: although back, our, like our, our last year prediction, and there's a model that gives us the prediction, was uh, stocks would be flat to maybe up five, or I think up seven percent or so. Um, we outperformed that in the first two months of the year.
0: Whoa, um, whoa who's we? You got a mouse in your pocket?
1: No, it's a it's a model. Take it's, it's, take the, uh, it's the school's it's the whole model.
0: All right, take the seven so, the seven big stacks out of there and the rest of them are down.
1: Oh, I know. Yeah. I'm well, I know that. But um but yeah, I I was supposed to share my outlook for next year with with everybody on the uh, Futurecast future cast committee and I I had like three moderately bullish bullet points just cuz I felt like I needed to come up with three and I could have come up with 12. Very <laughs> first ones. I had to narrow that down or consolidate them, et cetera. Um, and and you know, China, China was definitely one of them. And I heard you talking about China in the previous se- in the previous um, hour. Uh, the, the thing with, with China and borrowing money to borrowing, them borrowing money to keep things going is much worse. Is, is a much worse situation of, of kicking the cow down the road uh than us in fact it's more like kicking the can uh, a couple of blocks on the sidewalk not block not city blocks but you know squares yeah because the 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 way that our and and let me go through this a little bit the way that that you know our local governments are funded it's property tax i know i was a local government official i've you know had to i had to learn all about how all of that works well, if you're a local guy, go- if you're a local government in China, the central government tells you what your- gives you goals each year and tells you what you're supposed to do, and the way that you raise money is through the development of new housing. That is where the local governments get their money, and not only are they, you know is local has the housing market in China come to a stop, they're tearing crap down that's half half built. And well, they, so never, they, the, did they ever get the local the local governments are being you know told you gotta do this, you gotta do that, and the local governments who, you know, if you're the head guy of, of one of the, the provinces over there uh, and you push back a little too hard on the central government and say we can't do that. We don't got any money, um, you know, there's the next guy in line's gonna be in charge next year. Uh,
0: you know, st- you, stupid question. It's
1: you, you, you like you're supposed to figure it out so now what they're doing is what you said this morning was uh they're borrowing money to spread around to the regional governments well i'm not shocked at that because the regional governments are all broke but when you borrow money uh there's supposed to be a way that, that to, to go about paying it back and there this isn't this isn't money that's ever going to get paid back so Oops. if they're you know they're doing a debt issue to do this you got to be a fool to buy that debt issue and, and, you know, there are probably only a couple of people out there That are major China bills still that, that can do that uh, But it, it, And you said that the initial reaction to this Was positive in Chinese stocks And then they came back off I'm not shocked at that at all
0: uh, Two stupid uh, questions uh,
1: uh-huh. in, in China,
0: you're probably the only one who can answer this You have talked And uh, a couple other people have as well that when they build these kind of ghost cities, that people actually have bought the condos that they can't move in. You pay up
1: front. You're paying your mortgage while the place is being built.
0: Okay, so my my next question is, are you also paying property taxes?
1: I don't think they have property taxes. I think the the, the property, the, the taxing part comes when the developer... For lack of a better way to say it, buys or leases the land under the building from the local government, and the money that's being used for for that part is the mortgage. You know, is is the money that the the you know, the, the mortgages that are already being paid on a condo that hasn't even been started.
0: So, so the so, and, the local and, and, guys, and, and, and some, they, somebody's paying property and they, taxes. Nobody lives there yet.
1: Uh, well, it, it, but it's like a one-time property tax. Okay, it doesn't. Right. It's not a recurring, year-over-year type thing. It's a, a big fee that the developer pays to the local government uh, to to build one of these things, and you know it comes out of their profit somehow. But that's how they go. That that's how they have been funding their local government. And uh, yeah, I've I've heard these numbers thrown around, uh, but but a common number is. Real estate development is one third of the Chinese economy, and it's being and and it's and and the the leverage. You know, if you just think about it from a non-quantitative but subjective leverage standpoint, the the in the amount of risk associated with the whole you know with their whole economy with respect to the property se- sector, it is a magnitudes higher than. If our property sector goes to goes to pot again, like it did back in two thousand eight, and we saw what that did to us and the rest of the world, um, Th- that, that that what you're talking about is going to be the that what we're talking about right now, that's going to be the next twenty twenty five percent sell off in the S and P five hundred. Right. It's going to be when when you have a complete implosion over in China, because their economic model is is falling apart, and at some point people are going to stop giving them money, and I can't even. Uh, you know, unless the government is going to for force businesses and investment banks that operate in China to, you know, buy the debt issue, that's going to help the local governments run for a few months. Uh, you know, who's going to buy those things? And who, in their right mind, in the United States, is going to invest in China?
0: All right. Uh, again, another which is
1: the biggest source of capital. Another stupid. Know?
0: Another stupid question that you only get from me. Um, mm-hmm. You're talking about who's going to buy it. All right. So the, the same question I asked Kevin. Uh, are, are we talking Keynesian or are we talking monetary policy? If you if you say what's the number, it's like a trillion three. I don't think
1: they, I don't I don't think there's any difference there because of how intertwined the government you know, the, the most of the big businesses are partially owned by some sort of government entity. So I don't really think and I heard you ask him this, so I did have some time to think on this one. I I, I you know what? It's it's number three, which you know she. Have you read she's book about communism with Chinese characteristics?
0: I actually have not. I should, I suppose.
1: I have I know, I, You don't want to read. I'm I'm, I'm totally joking. Oh, uh, it, it is his book, and it's like his version of the Mao's Little Red Book, but the Chinese characteristic part of um, you know having private and public side by side, or having their government stuff next to what look like public companies but really aren't public companies um, that's not that's neither it's its own type of structure and and I don't know what term you really want to give it right now but it's it's a neither
0: oh, uh, my, you don't
1: have you don't have monetary you, don't, you there's no difference between fiscal and monetary policy over there
0: um i guess my question to that is why Say you're coming out with 100, 100... Because it's
1: a communist country. I know, but okay, what I'm saying... <laughs> I, what, yeah, and that's, I think people forget that too. These these guys are the commies that we grew up hating. Well,
0: my, when, I, when, I, when I split the difference, because you know I'm, I'm one of the few monetarists left alive, what I'm saying is you're going to go out for $100 billion of Ruan widgets, wherever the hell they are. If you sell them to everybody, and you sell every single one of them as debt, then it's a pure Keynesian policy. If you nudge... Your central bank guy in the ribs and say, "You print half of that and you buy half of it. Then now it becomes monetary. That's what we did, right? Mm-hmm. We we our Fed essentially bought 30 percent or 35 percent of the bonds the Treasury issued during COVID. So mm-hmm. they they never they they issued pick a number six trillion dollars worth of debt, but the Fed bought four of it or, or half of it. Mm-hmm so now it becomes monetary policy because you've put money into the system to cover it There's no way I mean do the Chinese actually think they they can sell it to other people i guess is my question if the answer is yes then it's a but i've never seen a purely keynesian thing in my lifetime the the central yeah. bank always helps out by buying some of it right by printing money
1: oh yeah and and honestly it, it's funny that it, you said that the the chinese stocks were up and off a lot overnight and then they started to trade off right yeah. Yeah, I, I have a funny feeling that that was uh, a headline reaction, and that people suddenly realized, okay, what's next? And what's next is nothing good. Yeah, you know, I, nobody's going to buy. nobody's going no true investor it, that, that does a little bit of due diligence on bonds is going to buy these things. There's nothing, you know, there, there's just nothing attractive about it because you're not going to get paid back. But isn't that isn't that what that, we sort of just and, did? Well, you're, you're not you're not going to get paid back. But beyond that, um, the the you know if if there's no asset backing these bonds either, it's the full faith and credit of a government that um you know it, that, that's anything but but straightforward and honest with people.
0: But aren't they? Like, this, is, this is
1: like lending. You know what? This is like lending money to your crookedest uncle, who you know has got a tip over at Belmont and is going to go gamble it all on that uh, and and end up in the exact same situation in about six weeks.
0: But I, I don't want well, to be, to we used to call them self-flagellants, I don't want to become a self-flagellant over what we're doing in the U.S., but didn't we just do the damn same thing? We went out and we... And we, we Not left. exactly. Well, but we, we, we knew that the... You're right, it's never... Exi- the,
1: like, the source of revenues is different. Right, but, I mean, we, you, we, we, you know, you sent around. You've, you've referred to the thing that you sent around, where the, um, where the, you know, the tax receipts were so much lower than they've been in the past, which I was kind of shocked at. I haven't really had a chance to look at it because I was all over campus. We're yesterday. down. down 450 uh, billion those, those from the last year. Those numbers were kind of shocking to me. The the big difference here is the source of funds in China is one hundred percent completely different. Um, and it's and and there, there there's if you if if you buy a U.S. government bond, there's a certain amount of dollars that you know every year, the um, the government's going to take in from from taxing. Now, uh, you know, about a third of that is going to paying the interest on our debt right now, which is is just absolutely frightening in its own right. But they don't have this this. Number in revenues that that they can hang their hat on if they're going to issue some bonds in China again, because the entities that they're going to spread the dollars around to or the yuan around to, um, the way the local governments go about raising money, it, I mean the faucet isn't even dripping; it's come to a stop.
0: Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I mean
1: that when when you're it just it,
0: we're not we're repeat, not I, we're not jousting, but on. I I I'm, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna say we. When I say this, whenever you, I say we're, we did sort of the same thing, I'm not saying the exact The point is, during yeah. COVID, we had a lot of state and local governments that are supposed to be balanced, right, and they can't print their own money. They right. they were all basically flat on their ass, right? So the, right. Fer- the federal government here basically sent. that's why Chicago and Illinois, Illinois more than Chicago, is essentially flushed the last year because of federal transfer payments. So mm-hmm. we, we sort of did the same thing The Fed went and de And spread the money around to local and state Areas which is Essentially the same game China's doing now I mean, What's the difference?
1: The difference is The revenue source to pay back On those bonds does not exist
0: Okay If, I'm you, with buy you.
1: Those bond, if you buy those bonds I, I, I had a friend Years and years ago um, That That I, I was I was buying my beer on Friday afternoon. It was one of those big lottery things, and I and I and I said, "Oh, you know what? I'm gonna have a Powerball ticket." This is back when you could win the maximum thing for just a dollar. And my buddy Bob goes, "Hey, Russell, Russell, give me a dollar. I need a dollar." And I handed him a dollar, and he goes, "You lose." That's yeah. and and he said, so "You just played the lottery because you know you're gonna lose." um I, I think buying bonds from the Chinese government, the the and it's not even the Chinese government. The the Communist Party of China. I'm with you. Um, it's exact same thing, and the reason that it's different than um, even bonds that we that you know that our federal government uh, issues today is there is a much more reliable revenue stream. You know, even at, you know, even if we fall into a recession, there is a certain you know amount of money that that you know, that I'm going to be paying that you're going to be paying every month to the federal government, so they will have something coming in. Uh, china ain't going to have anything coming out
0: well i'm i'm not and, trying to i'm not i'm not trying to uh argue at all that that we are China. Uh-huh. i mean what i'm saying is these no. these economic tricks it's almost like they went to the same school I mean, when you talk about difference in in uh in revenue streams i mean <clears throat> what people forget and i i would never accuse you of this but when you get the people i'll be nice like on c n b c and so forth talk about uh well, oh, look how many people don't pay taxes. And when somebody says that, I immediately know two things. One is they're highly paid, they're focused on their federal income tax. And oh, by the way, they have no concept of what other people are paying. Th- that I immediately yeah. know that. Because if you look at yeah. here, th- I'm looking at the USDebtClock.org, total federal tax revenue is $4.4 trillion. All right? Yeah. State and local revenue, tax revenue, is 3.7 it's almost the same amount so
1: it's yeah i mean yeah it, it, it's in there and yeah. again it's it's a pretty reliable <laughs> consistent number and i and i and, and the reason i know that is i was on a school board um, during the, i was on a government entity during the financial crisis so and and you know i you know hensdale you know yeah. that's the area that i live in and it's a pretty pretty nice suburb of chicago Um, but we, uh, you know, we, we had a pretty good idea, you know, when we go into a recession, uh, what our, you know, what were our property tax revenues going to look like? And it didn't fall that short of, of the very low end that we expected, um, during 2008 with, with a lot of the other things that were going on. And, you know, our industry got hit pretty hard and there are a lot of people that work in our industry out here in Hensdale. Um, so we had that, the problem that, the problem is the, the, the local funding for Chinese governments, it had, been, it had been based on basically selling all the land off, which you start to run out of land. Uh, but also, you know, those one time, you know, that that was kind of a one time thing. I would be more encouraged if China had instead of just issuing bonds to keep the local governments going for maybe a few months to a year. If they said we're going to completely redo how we go about funding our government and we're going to have to you know, everybody's going to we're going to take 5% of everybody's paycheck or something along those lines and switch over to either a consumption tax or a um, uh, an income tax or something else. But the, the, the central government basically has been telling all say, It's like the federal government telling the states you got to do all of these different things. And uh, you also have to figure out how to go about raising money, and you can't raise the money uh, through a, a handful of different ways because that's how the central government raises the money. Well, and, that's right. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, I mean, in here, in in the U.S., that's that's where.
0: Why don't we is. In go, a roundabout
1: well, way, why we pay property taxes?
0: We have to go to break here, but why don't we do the teach them the right way that we do it through lottery, casino, let's see, off-track betting.
1: Oh, and they love and they love to gamble over
0: there. Yeah, country. but you just. This, uh, the uh, when you, whenever anybody says that all these pe- all tax, these people,
1: tax devices.
0: Yeah, all these people don't pay taxes. Whenever somebody says all these people are talking like some lower class than them, right? Uh, I'm always reminded of the poor guy. We lived at 70 West Huron, and every Saturday I drive south, take my mom to breakfast, and I go downstairs, grab my coffee, and inevitably I'd run because that was always the same time, right? Me, me being the same time, mm-hmm. I run into this poor black guy. We work in the street all night and he's got 20 bucks. It's always like 20 bucks, 22. The guy would buy a quart of Coke, two bags of Doritos, where he's paying, what, 12% sales tax or 11 And he's paying for White Sox Park, he's paying for everything. And then he, the rest of them he puts in lottery tickets. And I'm thinking, this guy has the highest tax uh, marginal tax rate of anybody in the country. He's, what is he, 50%? <laughs> I mean, com- compared to what oh, the lottery yeah. pays out. And for people to say, other people don't pay taxes is so insane. I mean, it, why, why? How is it, Russ? We got to go to break. My question: I always uh-huh. like to. I always like to break into kind of insular economic subjects. Why do people in this country? I mean, you're you're an educator, and I don't think there's any such thing as a as a stupid human being, but collectively we can be really stupid. How is it that people don't realize how much the government is stealing for them through inflation? So you. you that people will bitch. I, I,
1: I, don't think they they realize the government that. I don't think they think of it that way. Why? They, I don't think they associate it, with, well, it just because it, you know, because it's not a, anything that's more than a two-step deal, or a one-step deal. You know, you can look at your paycheck and you go, the freaking government's taking you know taking this out of my check, and who the hell is Spica and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know that that's direct. And it's kind of indirect because how many people I I can't even tell you right now how much gets taken how much of my paycheck goes to the federal government every month. I, I just all you all I really look at is what you know what what's that bottom line number that makes it to me, and I don't I don't break it down, and, and I probably should. That, that's very um, that's very
0: south side. I, by the way, When you ask somebody how much yeah, they make, I, they go I, I take home this. I go, I'm not asking them what you take home. How much do you make? People, what are you talking about? But I'm saying, well, how many yeah. people put two and two together that when they pay eighty grand for a pickup now, that used to be a nice one, used to be forty, say, or forty-five, that now they're paying sixty-five hundred hours to the government instead of I don't, four?
1: Yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't think people, um, I don't, I don't think the average person makes that association.
0: God, when you're writing a check, how do you not? Hmm. You know,
1: I was I was at SIBO's conference last week, and I had you know you have all kinds of great side conversations and everything, and, and in it, it's just a matter of you we're closer to this stuff than most people.
0: Well, you know, I got a real quick one. Then we got, real quick, I keep saying real quick one. Back uh, in the day, we we went to CBO when they had a well, we were all still on the trading floor, and they had this big basketball tournament over at the old stadium. Right, it was. It was for some disease, you know, it was a charitable thing.
5: Yeah. And everybody
0: sponsored these teams, and I sponsored a team. And, of course, I wasn't supposed to play because I had kind of retired for a couple years. Well, it turns out one of our guys gets hurt like two minutes into the game. I ended up playing all day long until 5 o'clock. Talk about getting stiff before we even got home to get stiff. Uh, yeah, because people started getting hurt on other teams and they kept asking me to play I ended up playing in the championship game and all I did was lose all day <laughs> my, my, my name was up on the scoreboard I, I think we won like one game and yet my name was up on the scoreboard and then, by the way we lost that game so the guy I'm covering is a guy who just graduated from Illinois he's 6'6 and he was a real good ball player I said I'll make you a deal don't drive inside and I won't follow you, but shoot whatever you want. <laughs> just let this get, get this over with. <laughs> I wasn't about to cover this guy. He was three inches yeah. taller than me, 10 years younger. And by the way, I hauled a lot faster and better. I'm like, what am I doing here? Anyway, but the, the BMW, this is back when traders had a lot of money. BMW shows up with all these cars and they get them in the stadium. And I'm walking around, I'm sweating between two games. The guy goes, hey, get into this car. And I go, I'm all sweaty. He goes, oh, we don't care. It, it's really nice. Well, remember when we had the luxury tax? The, yeah, ca- the car was yeah. like seven. The car was like seventy grand, and the luxury tax tax was ten. So the thing was like eighty before you paid the the sales tax. And I said, look, <laughs> this is America. This car is eighty grand. I can't believe somebody would charge eighty grand for anything. That isn't nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna believe you. It's nice.
3: I said, by the way, I believe you. I, yeah.
0: But I said, by the way, if I buy this thing, the the taxes on it are more than I've paid total for my first four cars I ever owned. <laughs> I mean, I, who? How could you do such a thing? To, to write an eighteen thousand dollar check to the government for taxes for a car? I I guess somebody would, but it, it kind of w- wasn't me. Um, anyway, th- but then we lost the last game. So anyway, I wasn't a champion. It wasn't even my team, but I was I was pretty stiff the next day though, that it was. Uh S P Future's down nine, S Futures down sixty seven, be right back.
3: on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com jocks.
1: Hello, this is
0: Tom how the chief. We have talked a lot on the show about risk and suitability, about how your portfolio should match your age, income, and risk appetite. It has been hard for investors to maintain that suitability in the last several years due to a Fed strategy that has driven interest rates to virtually zero. You may have even heard that the Fed was trying to drive conservative investors to a riskier portfolio on purpose, for whatever reason. I am sure you are aware of investors that took some increased risk, such as longer-term fixed-income securities, and are now unhappy with that choice. At PTI, we have always stressed total portfolio risk awareness and tried to minimize chasing returns in a tough environment. Well, now it looks like maybe interest rates are moving more towards historical levels. Everyone needs to be aware of what that continued movement might do to your portfolio, both good and bad. We also have a stock market that seems to have stalled, at least for the short term. I think it's time for everyone to take a serious look at their goals, their risks, and their portfolios. Do they match? If not, we can help. We have a signature protected index program. We have ways to hedge against interest risk. We can make that portfolio right for you again. Go to PTISecurities.com or call us right now. The market can change very rapidly. That's PTISecurities.com.
1: Stocks. Jocks. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out
4: of control. Right here. Right now. Right here. Right there. Right now. Right now.
0: Welcome to base Stacks and Jacks. I'm Tamau Andrew on the board. SV Feeders down 12. NASDAQ Feeders down 78. We've been down here. We've got uh, movers in the market. Microsoft up 15. That's 4.6%. Google's down 8, 880. That's 6.2%. One, I guess, is winning on AI uh, and one not so much. Uh, that's what the, uh, even though Google beat up top and bottom line, it's kind of strange the way people are looking at these things these days. hard to predict. Over in Europe, we've got... Uh, DAX up 33.2 percent, FTSE up 28.4 percent, Cacaron up 11.2. So they're doing a little better than the last time we went through this. They're all positive. Over in Asia, again, we've been talking about the Chinese going out for more, uh, borrowing more money allegedly, or we don't know how they're going to do it, but they're going to. They claim they're going to do it. They were way up, and now not, not as much. Nikkei up 207.7 percent, Hang Seng up 93.5 percent. So they've just crossed back over to 17,000 to the upside. At 17.085, it's still pretty low. Uh, Shanghai up 11, uh, still under 3,000, though, 29.74. So Russell's right. These guys are having trouble. Uh,
5: Russell's always right.
0: Uh, Dow Jones uh, yesterday up 204, and S&P up 30, NASDAQ up 121. So we had a nice day yesterday for a change. Uh, bonds back up four basis points. But the big issue uh, two days ago is we we broke through 5% in the 10-year and then came, came off. So we were down, uh, and then we came back on the close, even though we still looked ugly. So we're back down to 4.88, so not over 5. The bun got close to 3, and now it's 2.85. Japan up 1 basis point, 0.86, where they've been like for a long time. Oil up 27 cents, but 84.01, still way off the $90 number it was a couple weeks ago. Uh, Brent up 34 cents, 88.41. Natural gas up 2 cents, 2.99, almost breaking through 3 bucks. Arbab up 2 cents, 2.28. We've got gold uh, down a buck. 8, 1985. So it's it's stuck in now the high 1900 range. We'll see how long they stay there. Silver uh, down 18 cents, 22.93. Whenever it gets over 23, it wants to get slapped back down. Copper down a penny, 360. Uh, Bitcoin big news lately. It's is way up. It's trading 34,302. That's up 511. And the U.S. dollar is up a little bit. Uh, with the euro, the euro down uh, 19 basis points at 105.7. And the G. British pound down thirty
6: six to 121.3. one three. Andrew, what do you have for us? weather, sports. All right, it is uh, seven forty here in Chicago. Excuse me, <clears throat> seven forty here in Chicago on Wednesday, October twenty fifth. Starting off with some uh, sports. We had a little bit of hockey yesterday. It was the Blackhawks against the Bruins, and the Blackhawks lost three to zero. But over to Chicago weather, it is currently a rainy day today, and that's probably going to stick around, stick around through the whole day. Uh, we have current temperature at 60 degrees, uh, gonna have a high of 65, and that's gonna hit around 2 to 5 p.m. And over in Phoenix, they're currently at 64 degrees, they got mostly clear skies, but that's gonna turn into some sun later in the day. They're gonna have a high of 84, and that's gonna hit around 5 p.m. Now finally for Chicago traffic, looks nearly pretty similar to what we had in our first hour, just a lot on the red if you're coming in from the north or south on the Kennedy or the, uh, 94. Uh, but looks like no major accidents to report. If you're on the outbound, look out for some delays in the outbound Eisenhower, going all the way from downtown to about 17th Avenue. And if you're on the outbound Kennedy, that's all the way from about downtown to pretty far out to Higgins Road. Uh, but otherwise, it is about business as usual if you're on the inbound, so expect delays over there. That's all I got. Back the, to uh, you. Hey, real quick, I was doing a little time. can barely hear you,
0: Russell, but is that you or Andrew? you what? Sorry, that was hey. me. Oh, uh, there we go. There you go. Start over. And oh, was you booted
1: I was doing a little. I was doing a little digging. Um, g- guess how much the MSCI China uh, index is up in the last ten years, and it's not an annualized number. Uh, if you had bought Chinese stocks ten years ago and you'd gone to sleep, woke back up, rip, rip and winkle, ten years later, um, you would be up a whopping twenty percent. I
0: was going to say, market. I bet you're barely up.
1: Yeah, twenty percent. I mean, their stocks are basically flat to down this year. All right. Uh, uh,
0: two uh, things. I just since you, you can blame it on Kevin if you want, but I'm gonna blame it on you since you got me looking at my usdebtclock.org, and you also have me, and you also have me looking at yeah. the U.S. Treasury statement. Uh, just just the numbers we've been kicking around. Whatever I probably should have given everybody the number. Uh, last year, when I say last year, for those that don't know, the uh, government runs in October first to October first, Christmas fiscal year. Correct. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, so, their year well, yeah, their year end is September
0: 30th. Right, so we, we just got the statement like two days ago. So the final statement, yeah. the uh, receipts in 2022 were four trillion eight ninety six, and in 2023 were four trillion four thirty. Now Hal Snar was nice enough yesterday uh, to break this out, uh, and I we probably should maybe send this out. I don't know, but. Uh, in, in the month that seems to have caused the whole problem, uh, Russell, and boy, I don't have any idea how this could be. In April, now April obviously a tax month. In April mm-hmm. of 2022, the individual income taxes uh, were and, and social security uh, were essentially 750 billion dollars to the positive. But not to the po- that was the the receipt. This last mm-hmm. year. This last year. It was like 580. So how... That was the lion's share of the of the difference was in the month of April. Now, does that mean there were way less part-time workers in that year or in the year before? I, I, don't, I, I mean, I'm really mystified as to how these numbers could possibly be down. Because as much as I distrust the uh, federal government's numbers... I can't believe less people are working for less money than a year ago. What, what is what's happening here? I, I can't figure it out. Less I, I people,
1: less people are people are making less money than they were before, um, and you have a lot of people that are. Uh, and this is the uh, this is the Social Security one, right? That you're talking about? No,
0: this is uh, no, this is just uh, government receipts.
1: Oh, government receipts in general. Yeah, I mean, it, it, people are making less money, man. Uh, there's just, it, 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 there's a disconnect between, you know, how well uh, our, you know, our leadership is telling us things are going and the real world. We know that we break, we, we break that out all the time on how things are more expensive than they used to be, etc. cetera. Um, you know, the, the drop in those receipts, it's just a matter of uh, people are making less money and they may be making less money, uh, you know, but by working a couple of part-time jobs, uh, there's a record number of people, and this is where I was kind of going with this: is there's a record number of people working two full-time jobs.
0: Yeah. Well, Nancy says um, there's. there's... I ca-
1: in, adi- in addition to being on here, I actually have we don't talk about my second job ever on here, but I do have two full-time jobs. Um I mean you know that, but it, and it's I work with a consulting firm while I also work at Indiana. So well, but in Indiana, I work, about, I, work not, I work ninety to hundred hours a week right now. But but um, in Indiana, and, to and be fair any, anybody that and, and that's what I have to do to send a couple of kids to college and everything else and i i this is not a complaint or anything else, but also I think there are a lot of people that are working a couple of jobs, and um, somehow that might be having a negative impact on tax receipts because uh, i I make the adjustment like I should where i i I pay extra in each of them because when you combine both of them, it actually bumps me to a higher tax bracket. And I wonder if there are, you know, when, when you look at tax receipts over the summer, uh, everything else, uh, you know, I just wonder if that has something to do with it. If, if two, two full-time jobs has become so widespread and if you don't make the proper adjustments, uh, and and make sure that more uh, more money than should be taken out of a, a job out of your check if you only have one job. Uh, if you're not making that proper adjustment, then you're not paying enough to the government, and then you're going to have a really nasty surprise come April. Well,
0: isn't the and, uh, is the, it, I, and
1: I and I think that'll happen to some. I think will happen to a lot of people. Do you think yeah. uh,
0: some of it yeah. had to do with uh, the market sell-off and the big stocks in uh, 2022 that people owed less than... April, because of uh, capital gains.
1: That, that, I, 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 that, that probably, you know what? I wonder if we could uh, take a look at the annual stock market performance and the tax receipt thing from year to year to year. Was there, on the, re- the revenues, they don't really break out the revenues from, I, and I didn't, again, I didn't get to dig into what you were sending around as much as I would like to have. But the the revenue line didn't look like it, you know, it didn't look like it was. You
0: mean like well? You mean revenue revenue to the government?
1: Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, they do. Reven- they, they their, got, their yeah. tax receipt number.
0: Yeah, yeah. they do. You gonna uh, I mean, uh, we'll pick a month. Well, let's say uh, April of twenty three. Your uh, social insurance and retirement receipts, in other words, your fifteen percent that you got to pay, right? Your, your your payroll taxes. They're like my am eyeballing this thing. I'm going to say one seventy five billion uh individual income taxes are uh say 575 minus 175 so say 400 this is this is the April number then you've got a, a line here where excise taxes are a little bit at corporate income which is not very much you know corporate income tax is like eight or nine percent of the whole budget and the whole thing now then there's then you got some tariffs in there and you got some stuff but it's uh it, that's you know where the whole thing comes across but I mean, uh, matter of fact, I'll, I'll just read it from the for the for the this for the uh, federal federal tax revenue is four point four trillion. All right, income tax is two point one, payroll tax is one point six. So actually, even people say that people okay. n- nobody pays any taxes. Everybody pays payroll taxes, right? So it's totally oh, yeah. it's, and excise yeah. taxes are eighty three, estate taxes are thirty, tariffs are seventy, and corporate's four one nine. So corporate is like one fifth less than less than one fifth of the income tax revenue. Total income tax revenue, which is pretty low. But here's mm-hmm. here's one that I think that it's that, kinda scary and you mentioned it, uh, Russell. And I you know, rather, we're out just, you know, trying to curse the darkness to light a candle here. If you look at the biggest budget items, I mean you, you would know what these are probably. But Medicare Medicaid is one point four seven trillion. That's the one that's kinda out of control. Social Security actually is didn't do that bad last year it's 1.3 trillion but they get a lot of the tax goes right into there right so that i think so many people died older in covid that I, i think they actually had a pretty good year last year as scary as that may sound uh carl would know better now defense 824 billion which is less than either one of those by a lot interest is 671 so interest is starting to push as high as defense that is not a good thing just saying
1: no, that's the number that really scared me. Yeah, when I saw that, that what was it, thirty-six percent?
0: Yeah, and here's a, uh, you know, you know what the, the this and <laughs> this is this is talk about individual people. I mean, I, I know this. I mean, uh, when Audrey bought her uh, newer car. Uh, we know the guy, so I went with her. And I, I didn't take any test mm-hmm. drives and stuff. It's her car. I mean, she doesn't need my opinion. She likes it. She drives it all the time in real estate. Whatever she likes, you know. More power to it because she spends so much time in a damn thing. Uh, yeah, that's I mean, her office. That's her office. and uh, yeah. But uh, I was shocked when the guy says, we now have a, uh, you know, they always have a loan department for buying a car. Every time you go to an auto dealer, most people get a loan, right? You rarely see somebody give you a check, but I guess some people do. They now have a loan department for repairs. Some of the repairs have gotten so expensive that nobody can write the check for 1,500 hours for a repair. I mean, it's it's really. You, ske- you
1: can take out a second mortgage on your car. Uh,
0: you, you can you can have a I mean, a, a, you can have, Yeah, it's is. essentially what it is. You now have a loan for the. What, what do
1: you what do yeah. you think in that? It, really, if you, let's say you had to buy you know, my my first car the first car we bought me was seventeen hundred dollars. Um, so you know if which I think we paid for outright, but um, you know if I had to finance my seventeen hundred dollar repair over twelve months. Do you think somewhere in that loan document it says they can come grab the car?
0: Um probably.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean what's what's their, you know, It's got to be well the for, title or, or they or is the interest on it, you know, out of control.
0: Well, I I mentioned the other day and I don't I'm sure as hell I want to give people personal loan advice, but uh, one thing I will say. However, one thing I will say, don't ever be in a situation where you you still have a an auto payment on a car that's out of warranty, if you possibly can. Yeah. I mean, you can't be you can't be paying on the car and still and paying for the new transmission the new transmission same time. If if you can, I mean, obviously if you're in that situation, you're you're stuck. But how how can you how can you the first loan the first loan guy gets the title right? He owns the title, so yeah. it's not really your, so. Okay, now now I run up a five thousand hour transmission tab. God, what did uh what did uh Dan Janina say They wanted For the transmission On his Mercedes 20 grand or something So you, you can't You can't give I Two I don't know people. if you're
1: asking I did not know if you're asking Me or somebody else You I'm saying um, I, I think he said It no, was 20
0: grand uh, And they had to ship one From Germany or something He was like Just uh, out of warranty He was not happy uh,
1: Well I'm sure he wasn't and But I mean you can't Amazing give your t- how that happens When you're yeah. just out of warranty
0: Well I mean But at least If they wanted a title At least he, he had A title to give But if you If you already gave it To one person Could you have a second lien On a car like a house I don't even know. I don't know.
1: But here's uh, you know, and 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 by the way, um, we 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 are at peak uh, delinquencies on auto loans. Oh yeah. And really? And the last time we were at these levels was 2007. Yeah. I uh, And and people are if you got to make a choice, uh, people will pay on their car before they'll pay on their house because you need your car to get to and from work.
0: Well, that's right and, what, and, they'll, remember, and they'll
1: come take your car quicker than they'll come take your house Remember when so I, I, I've, I've always considered that a leading indicator that we are in a lot of trouble And we're in a lot of trouble I, uh, We
0: know that You ever watch, uh, I don't watch it much anymore I'm just watching sports I've been spending so much time researching for the show that I don't watch this stuff anymore But uh, I used to watch Blue Bloods a lot And Tom Sully I, I Oh like, my God! I like the Irish family thing going on uh, Plus oh, I think my, what's you, uh,
3: you, and, you
1: and my father, went, my, that was my father's favorite show
0: well, plus, I, what's her name I like? Well, Brady's ex-wife. She's kind of cute.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, but she's that... okay looking.
0: Yeah, she's a Bridget Moynihan. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, crack, crackers throw out her out of bed, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that but, kind of thing, but...
0: Okay. God, so... <laughs> but, but Tom Selleck and the grandpa take the kid out to teach him, to talk to him about becoming a man, right? So what yeah. do you think the, the first thing they say to the kid? If you've got a choice between the apartment apartment and the car, keep the car. You can, you can live in the car, you can't drive the apartment. Yeah.
1: I don't know. (laughs) And you need need the car to get to work. Yeah. That's that's the, you know, and, you know, we're in Chicago where you can get from place to place pretty easily. Right. Grow up in a place like Memphis, Tennessee, where you don't have, I I was always, my biggest fear was getting a DUI because then I wouldn't be able to get anywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if if you get a DUI here, you can, you know.
0: Well, here here you just drive anyway. In Memphis, you probably can't do that. But here, if yeah. you look at some of these. That's why nobody know we should go yeah, to this sure. page. Well, how did you get me on his page? I blame you. The uh, you look at some of this stuff is, is horrifying. Savings per yeah. family. Now, this is savings per family. Now I don't know if, I don't know if this no, includes four hundred and one ks and stuff. I sure as hell hope it doesn't. Uh, mm-hmm. Savings per family is eleven thousand bucks. Personal yeah. debt per citizen, not per family. Personal debt per citizen is seventy five grand.
1: And per family, it's even more. Um, yeah. I, yeah, just on the uh, the debt clock thing. So, you know, my, my daughter is at George Washington in uh, D.C. And um, I went to visit her for parents' weekend. There's a bus shelter that has a digital billboard, which I guess, you know, is really needed. And the digital billboard, it scrolls through three of the national debt numbers. Uh, the total number, the per person, and the um, per family. And do you want to know why I didn't take a picture of that for you? Because I really wanted to. It's the same thing I'm because looking at. I, but... no, no, because, yeah, it's the same thing. But it's on a But it. But it's like on a, a digital board in a bus shelter. Yeah. Like at a bus stop. Somebody's living in the bus stop. Oh god. Yeah. That. I mean, if that doesn't sum up where we are, and and I just and the really, you know, I'm I'm not gonna. I, I was like, man, chief would love a picture of that clock. But I couldn't figure out a, a way to get a picture of the clock without this other guy's stuff in it. And I honestly, I don't. Really I, think, think I think I think it's a better a picture of somebody that's down on their luck. It's, <laughs> so it's, it's a better it, picture right?
0: of it's a better picture of what's going on. I mean,
1: it is. It it, it it just summed everything up right there. Was a guy, you know, a guy living in uh, a, a, a makeshift kind of uh, shelter thing in the bus stop shelter. You know, a couple blocks from my kid's college, and he lives under a scoreboard that tells him how much. You know, in addition to being homeless, sir, you are responsible for seventy five thousand dollars of the federal debt.
0: <laughs> well, I, I think
1: uh, t- I, I just was so wrong on so many levels, but I just couldn't bring myself to take a picture of somebody down on their luck. Well, Russell, seat. I think if you out. and
0: I were going to start f- fixing this, two th- mm-hmm. two things have to happen, uh, and I don't know how we do it or how you start, because I don't see how we get any support whatsoever. Uh, you can blame mm-hmm. you can blame Hillary, you can blame Obamacare, you can blame whatever you want, but somehow we have to have the the, the following, the support, and basically the balls to take an absolute hatchet to this to this healthcare oh, yeah. this healthcare establishment. I mean, it's
1: well, it's that it's the health There there are a lot of things that, um, you know we've we've been we've been living beyond our means for a very long time, and there is an ultimate. Uh, belt tightening coming, uh, and I don't know it, how it's going to work. But I mean, the Medicare, uh, Medicaid. The, maybe, you know what? Maybe the maybe the belt tightening is inflation, where we're forced to do less and forced to you know pay more attention to, to every dime that we spend, et cetera, because everything has become so darn expensive. Uh, the only thing I've said before that we inflate our way out of the deficit.
0: But you know, maybe we inflate our way out of a few other problems as well. I uh, I'm gonna say I, I I'm gonna say it's not gonna work. The reason why I say it's not gonna work, um, is mm-hmm. if inflation was even, and you know, and but 90% of all economic stuff, I'm gonna say you know more than I do. But I honestly don't think I, I don't have much ego on anything. Uh, certainly not playing softball mm-hmm. or anything anymore. But I don't know that too many people know much more about inflation than I do because. That was my job oh, gosh, 40, no. years, 40 years ago. Yeah. And I, my problem with it is, Tater's a guy in a building, a friend of mine. He's uh, one of the uh, mm-hmm. building engineers. And he's, I think the, the, the building pays for some of his health care, and he pays for the rest, but it's kind of a crappy policy. And he's got mm-hmm. this deductible. And so now he was uh, diagnosed with, I think, a small hernia or something. And, of course, mm-hmm. I'm saying, Get it fixed before it's a big hernia, right? I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm always because you know, they tend to get if you, especially the guy works is you know behind off. So I said you're you're a worker bee. It's not like you can sit in a desk all day. So you got to get the thing fixed. Well, of course now his his deductible is five grand. You did not have five grand. Yeah. So. Right. So what I'm saying and. is, you, you the general inflation if, if this guy and me and you decide to buy less, we, we, we could conceivably screw the bartender downstairs, we could screw the, the food store, we could certainly screw the movie theater, we could screw those kinds of guys, but the, the big colossuses that we're dealing with, the gas company, the phone company, the hospitals that they've grown to be, we're not touching them at all. That five grand's never coming down unless somehow, okay. some way, somebody takes the place apart and makes it competitive. And I don't know how the hell we do that without causing a huge uproar. Plus, I think we have to get at least 2 million people out of the we-don't-know-what-they're-doing category back to work someplace. We need the, we need the participation mm-hmm. rate for where it is now at 62. If we get that back to 66, 67, I think we can start making some progress. So th- Those two things have to happen. By the way, did you see the uh, yeah. article I sent you the other day about uh, actually loose on us regarding the uh, amount of concentration in the uh, defense industry? And now when people are going out for bid, you know, I was reading that thing all weekend looking at it, how many combinations there are and there's, there's not enough people to have bid. And the guy was on yesterday at CNBC, had the guy on from Raytheon. He says their ba- mm-hmm. their backlog is $75 billion. I mean, forget. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, I mean and that there's no Now, Lou says in Denver A lot of the people do the software and stuff For the missiles and all those kinds of things A lot of those places are real high-tech, smaller places On which you can't even invest in That there is a lot of competition in some areas But, you know, if there were two bullet makers Now there's one You know, or, or two mm-hmm. uh, You know, and, and trying to try get a It's like getting a bid on a highway project here in Chicago Who shows up? Two people? that haven't talked about it before i mean you know there's several ways we could attack this but i don't see anybody doing any of it Do you
1: no no i don't that's that's the other problem is they're all everybody's uh there's so much infighting going in going on in dc with our leadership that we're just completely you know (laughs) they're not doing anything either and you know and i heard you know i heard uh you know, not passing any laws is, is a good thing yeah for the most part it's a good thing but there are things that we do want them in session for uh, in order to All right, keep, you know how's, the, fr-
0: how's the how's the Frenchie then I got a little dog story for you
1: uh, Frenchie's doing okay uh, everything is um, everything's going fine with the Frenchie what what story you got for me
0: well Audrey's got the the, the, the standard poodle that loves everybody and wants to play constantly with other dogs? All she wants to do is run around and play. And she's nuts. I mean she's almost two years, but she's a sweet dog, but she just absolutely wants to play. And she's got the little Maltese who's 14 and a half and doesn't want anybody bugging her. She wants you to just sit right next to me. So her friend brings Uh her friend brings over a his name is Claude, a hundred and seventy-five pound Irish wolfhound. And he's the sweetest dog. He's the sweetest dog that ever walked. Doesn't hurt a fly. Well, Abby, the poodle, totally intimidates the guy because she wants it. Hey, I got a buddy, let's go. Let's run around the yard like a million times. And Claude wants no part of that, even though he's young. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So finally he said, right. she, she's too much for me. You know? So then he, he decides to be nice to Maggie, the little Maltese. And he reaches his head way down to say hello, and she tries to bite his nose with her two teeth. <laughs> <laughs> tries to bite his nose. The poor guy's like, what did you bring me over here for? <laughs> Let me Get me back in the car. You want to know part they're, they're of it.
1: Not, there's nothing better than little dogs to think they're big dogs. They, and they, you know what? I have I have like a dozen people on a conference call from Asia that are looking at you right now. Right, but, I gotta go. <laughs> all right, take care, buddy. SP Futures down Sorry, sixteen.
0: Nasdaq Futures down ninety-three. Back tomorrow. Stocks and jacks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's all, folks. <laughs>